Hello and welcome back to To Kill a Deli Bird, the podcast that is number one in our hearts. And just our hearts, but someday your hearts as well. This is the podcast where we dive into old Pokemon episodes, talk about them from a few different angles as, you know, pieces of Pokemon, but then also as stories, compare them to other stories we know, uh, other anime. I'm Graham, and I know things that aren't Pokemon, I guess, or at least I'll try to. And uh, my co-host, Kellen, here is the Pokemon expert. Why don't you introduce yourself, Kellen? Uh, Hi. I'm here. (laughs) He's here. So what makes you the Pokemon expert? Um, Well, I've been playing Pokemon pretty religiously for about 20 years. About 21 years now, because I'm 24. Jesus Christ. You started playing when you were three? Yep. Wow. Pokemon Red was my first game. Could you read? Yeah. You read, could read I was, a three. Prodigy. Yeah, I was a I was a fluent reader by kindergarten. Wow. That's actually yeah. very impressive. And then as all gifted children at that age, I fell off. <laughs> yeah, and but... now I'm a mess. So <laughs> Are you? But what else do you expect? I'm a oh I'm a disaster. It's uh that's who I want to listen to on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone to get on there and be like this is exactly how you should live. Like those like business yeah. podcasts, get out of here. I'll be your life coach. <laughs> yeah. Sign up for my website, $5,000 exactly per seminar. All right, we should probably get into it because we got three episodes. We got, we got three episodes. I do think it's good to chat a bit just, you know, so that the listeners kind of mm-hmm. know who we are. But I agree. This is a, this is a stacked going. one, and we're doing three because we want to do three next week as well to get all this. Oh, because that that has a bit of a theme. So we got two triples. Yeah, back we'll get it more back. into that next week. Yeah, so we're doing a triple. So the episodes this week are episode seven, the Water Flowers of Cerulean City, episode eight, the Path to the Pokemon League, and episode nine, the School of Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. So let's start at episode seven. Uh, how'd you like this one? It was, I, I liked it. I thought it was fine. I liked it too, That's actually. I, I liked this one the best of the three. The next two are pretty filler. They're filler. There's some interesting themes that we'll dig into. I've got some themes and, you know, that's that's all I can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was the best as sort of like, uh, I guess, progressing the story, but then also like the action. This one had the best action by yes. far. Yes, yes. Yeah. And before we get started, I do want to... Uh, say I got I have to make an apology out there not for yelling at you last week because that was funny <laughs> yeah. um but we have been making a quite egregious error oh my god since the start of the podcast um if you don't know whenever we've been talking about multiples of Pokemon we have been referring to them as the Pokemon with an s at the end so mo- many Pikachu we were calling Pikachus that is mm-hmm. wrong any really? plural any plural of a Pokemon's name is just the Pokemon's name. Okay. It is supposed that, to. And I've known that this whole time. I don't know why I haven't brought it up. <laughs> I did not know that. that I just wanted to make sure that we knew this. Sense. I mean, there's plenty of other animal names in real life that are like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like deer. Any Pokemon is like deer. Or yeah, a so you don't say deers. You, you don't say, say gooses. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't say goose either. You say geese. <laughs> but right. moose. That, that was a weird example. Many, many moose. Yeah, because you don't say meese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. You can you can tell we're in Canada because mm-hmm. our go-to animals were, were geese, moose, and, moose. and deer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, now okay, we can get into the Kick episode. us off. 
All right, Kick so, us off. You're the plot guy. So last we left off, our our friends, uh, we just left Mount Moon. We're on our way to Cerulean City, and Brock and Ash have seemingly ditched Misty again. And they're off. To, we're off to Cerulean. Misty did not like that too much. He was very, very apprehensive about uh, adventuring into Cerulean City. And she's just trying to veer Brock and Ash off of the Cerulean path, telling them that there's ghost Pokemon there. Oh my god. This part made me laugh a little bit. Because uh, Misty goes on this whole rant. It's really scary. It's a horrible place. And Ash is like, like this is where his brain's at. And this is Ash logic. He's like, well, I need more badges. And there's a gym in Cerulean City. So we should go to Cerulean. And Brock mm-hmm. goes, makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. And if you're going to be a Pokemon trainer, you need to you need to start learning about all kinds of different Pokemon. So who cares if there's ghost Pokemon there? Yeah, there that isn't, would be but who cares? Interesting, right? And it's mm-hmm. funny that that is an actual thing, Ghost Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There is a town later which is full of Ghost Pokemon. Yeah, so right. it could have been plausible. But in Gen One, though, there's only there's only one line of Ghost Pokemon, but still. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we cut over to Team Rocket. We see Team Rocket for the first time. Uh, quick little scene. They've broken into a building somewhere, and we see this this big machine. This is this is uh gonna come back later. So they've broken in somewhere allegedly, and then we're we're getting into like where our where our heroes now are going into the city, uh, and and there's you know some commotion going on. We see Jenny right away, yep, and and she talks about okay, yeah, like you've you've met my sister in law yep. from uh, <laughs> now. Is that a pun? She's she's ah! like. Joy calls Joy calls her sisters sisters right like the the characters who do the exact same job as her I don't and look exactly I don't like think her. they're all sisters I think they all have different familial relations Oh yeah we'll get more into that as we see more but I, I'm pretty sister. sure they're they're more than just sisters Well I really think they're clones then Ooh. but with Jenny like she's a sister in in law like that to okay why would her sister in law Someone married and look exactly like her. <laughs> that is creepy. I was thinking the exact That's a creepy same thing. notion. So, uh, am I not taking that literally? And she's like, "It's a pun, right? It's because like it's because like it's her sister, like her <laughs> compadre it's... in the legal system." It's very possible. It's very possible. And okay, we had a short that did not that bad a while back mm-hmm. uh, where we called Jenny a typical cop. Yeah. And this is more like, okay, I got to admit, I went into this anime remembering basically just on design that I was like, oh, Officer Jenny, she seems cute. I think that she's, I probably like her more than Joy. So far, the Officer Jennies are horrible. Mm-hmm. They are they are cop stereotypes through and through. And this was this was in the nineties, but she right away is accusing Ash and Brock of being criminals with absolutely no evidence, no reason to even jump there. She's this scary, brutal cop, like almost Law and Order esque, trying to force a uh, confession out of them. When there's no reason to. Yeah, she throws it to the, the classic, they always return to the scene of the crime, as if there aren't dozens upon dozens of other people also there. Right. Yeah, it's 100% a fear tactic. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny, like, you have to check your biases. I think, Jenny, you should reflect on what it means to be a cop. Because this <laughs> behavior, oh boy. This is something we're going to keep track of, I think, throughout 
<laughs> yeah, the Jenny shitty cop moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we get Brock's very first horny moment, but it's very yeah. tame. It's very tame. He just asks her. It's very her. tame. She just asked her if he could if he could take her out or something. That's it. it it's actually respectful. Very way respectful. to hit on someone, I guess. And mm-hmm. she says, "No thanks. You're too young." Yeah. Okay. And we learn that someone took a big vacuum and a big hose out of the building. Mm-hmm. That's all we learned from that so far. Well, so this is kind of where, like, Misty's gone for a mm-hmm. bit, and and then Ash is asking Brock if he knows about the gym leaders, and. Uh, this is kind of weird. You you asked last episode, I think it was last episode, mm-hmm. that why wouldn't Brock know that Misty's yes, a, 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 a gym leader? And th- they almost have an opportunity to answer that, to give some sort of background lore, but they don't really follow through with it. Brock's like, he knows of him, okay? He, he assumes or alludes that the gym leader's male and then says he can't tell you anything out of respect. Mm-hmm. I guess it's uh, something like the, you know a magician can't reveal their tricks. That is what that sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we keep to ourselves, and and we're all men <laughs> doing manly <laughs> things. Yeah. Why? A gym leader couldn't be a woman. <laughs> and then Brock disappears. He's like, I got some stuff to check yeah. out. And Ash What's is stuff? like, What stuff? Just stuff. stuff. And that is never resolved. Nope. We don't hear anything about that. No. Bulba PD even says, yeah. it's it never comes back. <laughs> That was weird. It's just a, a really lazy way of, of getting Brock out of there. They oh, yeah. Him. Like, the the writing in this show is sometimes, like, they don't care. They, mm-hmm. they really, that that's that part that's like, there is some good writing in this show, but there's also this level of writing that doesn't really respect the children, right? It's like, it's like I know that it's for kids, but you don't think a kid would be like, what? <laughs> I don't think I would have noticed that when I was a kid. Either that or it's just a joke. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking it too seriously. Maybe he's but just come going on. to like, he's going, he's going to the strip club, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was too respectful earlier, so mm-hmm. now he finally has to have his creepy moment. I don't know. Yeah. So now we're, we we see the gym. And do you, do you remember what Pokemon is on the gym? It was a big I think, one. I think it's a seal. Oh, close. Close. Okay. Close. What is it, it? Was, it was the evolved form of seal. It was a dugong. Ah, okay. So we meet Lily, Violet, and Daisy, the sensational cerulean synchronized swimming sisters or some shit like that. Yeah, and they have these like California Valley Girl accents, Mm -hmm. like really obnoxious ones over the top. Yeah, but Pikachu is enamored by them, and I thought that was just (laughs) adorable. Yeah, it was cute. It was so cute. By their abilities, Mm -hmm. (laughs) their swimming, synchronized swimming. And it's a shame Brock's not here, because he would have loved this. <laughs> True. So Ash is very confused. He thinks this is the Pokemon gym, but it doesn't mm. seem like a Pokemon gym. They're just doing swimming tricks. What's going on with this? And it's an aquarium. And we see the aquarium, and there's a bunch of fish in the aquarium. Real yeah. fish. Real not fish. Pokemon. They're not yeah. Pokemon. What is this? Crazy well, shit. I guess, like, they eat. People eat fish, right? People eat Pokemon. Know. Which Pokemon? Well, there's a whole thing, like, the whole lore of Farfetch'd is that it's endangered because people keep eating them. Oh, yeah. And Slowpoke yeah. slow tails are a big thing in Gen 2. Farfetch'd would be tasty. Mm-hmm. With that leek, be like a duck soup. It's one of our categories. How tasty would the Pokemon be? Oh, Farfetch'd. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And then we learned that all of the sisters are all gym leaders, and Pikachu is completely awestruck. I don't do the screenshot thing anymore because it takes way too much time in the video version, but I am going to screenshot Pikachu's 
emotion to the the three sisters because it's the fucking cutest thing. It's just a good screenshot. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's, a it's good fantastic. Reaction. It might be the thumbnail, honestly. Okay, I can get that, a shot. That works. Mm-hmm. I I love. I still can't figure out if I like how these how these swimmers talk or not, though. <laughs> oh, There's, it's awful. And there are puns. Yeah, they're kind of like. Oh, OMG, Ash, you're so awful. Like, they just keep throwing the word like in everywhere, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very... You're so, like, awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you would walk into here and just assume you can battle us. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So they talk about how... They... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you... The, well, they, they talk about how they've been beaten three times in a row from all the other pallet trainers. They're just done. They're just done. Yeah, they're tired. Yeah. They don't want to battle gonna anymore. Give him a badge. Yeah, which was in Seal's mouth yeah. all along. That this was kind of weird. This should be illegal. The yeah. whole league thing seems like this government organization thing. The top line of the government. The gym leaders should not be allowed to just give a badge like this. There should be punishments for this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. What exactly are is the authority of a gym leader? Um... We're going to go into, I guess, legal ramifications of of kind of all of this Pokemon stuff in the next episode a lot. As we see kind of how people treat Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought of that with Seal. Like, Seal has the badge in its mouth. And it just, like, pukes up the badge for people to get. I don't know. Keep your your badges in a desk, man. (laughs) Why a... Why a, inside of a seal? Who knows? The Pokemon world is weird. It's it's interesting. I want to get to the bottom of this. This is hard-cutting <laughs> journalism. So they're refusing to battle, and they just want to give Ash the badge and have him go on his merry way. He's not very happy about that. But then Misty comes back. She is the fourth sister. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. She's a gym leader, too. What a twist. Twisty twist. Yeah. And she left to become better on her own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the sisters are treating her. They think she's kind of the runt of the family. The sisters are just assholes to her, yeah. too. Well, they assume that Ash is her boyfriend. Right. Which because, is a funny uh, moment. Because people can't be platonic mm-hmm. in the 90s. No, it's not allowed. And we get into the gym battle. Misty versus Ash. Yeah, so Misty says, I'll fight him if you guys can't fight. I'll prove myself. And she almost but- does. Yeah, but Pikachu yeah. doesn't want to fight Misty. Because no. Pikachu and Misty are bros. Mm-hmm. Pikachu loves Misty. Yeah, Pikachu's like, we're ride or die homies. I'm not going to fight her. He likes Misty more than he likes Ash, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes so he Butterfree a Butterfree yeah. Staryu. Yeah. Staryu. And we get the classic Staryu. Yeah! Right? Yeah. And Ash Instead of saying goes, his name. Leave it to a girl to show off jewelry. Like, very gendered episode. <laughs> this is not stuff that, like, you throw around casually mm-hmm. anymore. Because it's just kind of petty and rude. <laughs> mm-hmm. He thinks one tackle from Butterfree also is able going to be enough to take out the Staryu. Doesn't. It's not. He's that's an idiot. not going to happen. It's Ash, good Ash. Moron tackle moment. is a garbage move. Right. It's a ta- good fight, though, I think. You know, tackles, is, water guns. This is the best fight of these three episodes. Uh, we get a bit of Sakuga. We get a bit of that, you know, good animation in here. And a good variety of moves. So we get the tackle. We get a water gun. Butterfree uses stun spore. Um, where, okay, this and this is kind of a funny but bizarre moment. 
So he uses Stun Spore, um, and apparently the the star you is in pain, and Ash is like, it doesn't have a face. How can you tell it's in pain? <laughs> and then Misty's like, well, you're the dummy, because how do you know that Stun Spore can't just be washed off? So, so Star you just jumps in the water and then the stun spore is gone. Yeah, this like, is not a game mechanic. <laughs> this is not a no. game mechanic. No, it is. If a Pokemon is stun spored, you can't just hit it with a water move and have it be cured of that. That's not how that fucking works, anime. That, that's what I was thinking. You could have an item then that's just like a water hose, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a super soaker, and just clean your Pokemon yeah. off. So Staryu tackles Butterfree down into the water. Staryu has won this battle. Ash sends out Pidgeotto, Misty swaps into Starmie. Staryu Starmie is her team from the original games. So. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering about that. So Staryu evolves into Starmie, right? Yes. And she just has two. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But this was this was still good. This had a, a some hype battle music too. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't. Not every episode has really good music. This one had some cool music in it though. Mm-hmm. He tries. So Ash tries for the Whirlwind. Starmie's able to tackle it. He commands Pidgeotto to use Wing Attack, which I thought was really funny because Wing Attack in the anime apparently is just a flap with the wing. Right. Just, <laughs> just smacks it. And that's it. And then Gust is able to nearly take it out. Smashes it against the wall. Mm-hmm. And then just before Ash is about to win, we get Team Rocket crashing the party. Yeah, and the battle doesn't really get to end because of that. This is kind of a thing, isn't it? Of, of battles, mm-hmm. like, not really finishing. Yeah. <laughs> Bit and of so, a cliche. Mm-hmm. So, Jesse and James start on their, their motto thing, and here's a here's an interesting animation error. James's rose is blue. Oh, instead of red? Mm-hmm. Red. It's supposed oh. to be red. Oh. So, we get confirmation. On, <laughs> we get confirmation that they were the thieves that broke into that store. They used the vacuum to flood the place up and suck up all the Pokemon. And when they break in, Ash goes, I should have known it was them. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, I don't know. It's kind of funny because, okay, for one, you shouldn't just assume that once a criminal, always a criminal. But also, like, in the language of the Pokemon episodes, in, in sort of the plot language that they've established for us, they're the only possibility, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's like, so him saying I should have known it was them is sort of like the audience being like, yeah, if you didn't assume it was them, like, are you paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen any other criminal activity from any other character no. up to this point. And so they're sucking up all the Pokemon. And Ash has a, a genius moment. Water conducts electricity. Pikachu used Thunderbolt and completely fries Team Rocket to shreds. Yeah, it's the first time he remembers his like basic science. And we get a r- really weird line from James here that yeah. <laughs> is not... Sp- I, I don't think we're supposed to think that much into it. But no. he goes, times like these make me want to go straight, uh, which is... You could take that all kinds of places, <laughs> especially if you think of James as kind of more like effeminate sides. But uh, I don't think they're going for anything it's about just a, James's sexuality. It's just a, a a joke about their crook lifestyle with a a smattering of oh, this is we're we're playing on the fact that you know we haven't really 
confirmed James's she- sexuality. Yeah, <laughs> sexuality. Sexuality. <laughs> this is the kind of thing, though. Like in the nineties, they were they were loose and fast with this mm-hmm. sort of language. Very much. Right? So. It's like we didn't have the same level of social conscious around. You know, thinking about how the, the meaning of words and how that reflects on representation and stuff like that. So this is a bit of a bullheaded joke. <laughs> they're products. Know. They're products of their times. They're products of their time. And I absolutely. think it's important to look at them like that. Yeah, I agree. Pretty much any source of media for those kinds of those kinds of lines. I think it's important to take the the context of the time into it, unless it's clear that like. No, this is really egregious and really fucked up. I I totally agree, and same goes with the discussions of the of the cop stuff, mm-hmm. because that like to us now that's sort of a dated view of of it, it, it's not forward facing like how a cop should be. It's sort of uh, accepted as it is that people have these sort of relationships with law enforcement, um, and that can go all kinds of places. But mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely right. It's a it's a product of the '90s. Look at us getting into these social issues on this very oh. serious podcast. Well, and and we should put the disclaimer that we're not really equipped to to talk about this <laughs> no. stuff in the nuance that it deserves. <laughs> so we'll we'll kind of leave it at that. But, yeah. Uh, but we'll expose it at least. Mm-hmm. And so Ash stops the machine. He saves Pikachu. I noticed here when Pikachu is in the arms of one of the Cerulean sisters, he looks tiny. Oh, it's yeah. so small, and I don't understand why. Is it just one of those, like, okay, in that frame, his proportions are different? I think so. Because that is definitely an anime thing. So you could have one frame where they're drawn a little bit different. That's mm-hmm. like, okay. And so they, 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 the sisters say that the match was postponed due to drain. Good pun. <laughs> Good pun. Yeah. And they give Ash the bad badge. I would say he did actually earn this one. He almost had won. He would have won if Pikachu would have fought for him. And he saved all the Pokemon with a with a, a brilliant move. I think I think he earned this one. I think it worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. I think on a technicality sense, obviously no in terms of what should be the quote unquote government league rules and shit. But you know, look in your heart. I think he got this one. <laughs> Right. Well, and and they don't give a fuck. Like no. they were about to give him a badge for doing nothing, for so, showing up. So, so these these sisters, like they're, I don't know, they're out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and fight fight was a draw, I guess. But yeah, they give him the badge, and the episode ends with just more Misty and Ash classic arguing. Yeah, but Brock comes back, and Ash says, "Yo, Brocko." <laughs> Brocko. Which I thought was a weird <laughs> line. <laughs> it is. And that's the first episode. Yeah, so for for themes that are in this, there is a, a really long-running anime theme. Um, and and I think this anime theme actually has its uh, bearing in older, or its origin in older stories of people hiding their identity until, until a convenient moment kind of thing where they do show, oh, I am a person, uh, this is my origin or this is my power. Um Basically, every shonen anime does this, where it's like, oh, by the way, I'm actually the prince of blah, blah, blah. And um, a lot of Shakespeare stories do this. People are pretending to be other people. Uh, I looked into a bit 
on the Japanese side, what kind of folk tales this might have drawn from. And, and I'm really talking about Misty, you know, not revealing kind of her origin story until until the convenient moment. Uh, there's a tale called uh, Kuzunoha about uh, a fox where uh, a person finds this fox and saves it in the wilderness. And then way later, uh, a, a woman comes and, and meets him and, and he and and then it's revealed later that this woman was actually the fox from far before kind of uh you know in a dramatic reveal sort of it always felt uh some some kinship towards this person for for saving him so i i think that's kind of where we can trace back some of these some of these origins sure 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 we can go with that a big reveal yeah yeah so, All right, quad P O R time. The four poor pulling up the four poor. Reminder to the audience: we have a bunch of categories on ping pong balls. We randomly pull two and assess the episode based on that. Love to get more ideas for categories. Shout us out in the comments or email us at tequiladelibird at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Great, let's hear our categories for this episode. All right, our first category will be horny Brock moments. <laughs> Good one to okay. start on. Yeah, well, I mean, it's our first horny Brock mm-hmm. moment ever, right? Yeah, it is. And if, very tame. It's very tame. I think the 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 um uh the charm of Brock's moments like this in future seasons is that like they are way over the top. Yeah, they're not like, silly. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think they're like done in that creepy way. I think they're over the top in the way that makes it funny because no one's taking him seriously. But this one is super, super tame, super normal. Yeah. It's only the one in this episode. And, and we... I don't mind that it's tame and normal. No, not at all. I thought it establishes the character while being fine, being mm-hmm. respectful. So I'm leaning towards a six. Yeah, I was going to say five, so we can uh, we can go six. If we pull this on episode nine, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There, there's something very, very creepy in episode <laughs> nine. But anyways... <laughs> yeah, I'm good with the six, and we'll average yeah. that with category number two, which will be the jelly donut effect. Okay, so the jelly donut effect is a sort of weird translation kind of things. So we do have to jump to, uh, yeah, there actually is one. There is one here, which I didn't want to bring up before because it's a little bit sensitive. Um, but in the original, in the original Japanese. When uh, Ash uses the Pokedex on Staryu, it classifies it as kind of uh, non-binary gendered. Mm-hmm. And and then Ash and Misty have some sort of banter about Misty telling that gender shouldn't matter. Uh, it, it love matters and that, that sort of thing. And then they switch that to the weird gender joke about jewelry, about women liking jewelry. Mm-hmm. So that would be the the jelly donut effect. So I do think that that applies here, but it's like a, it's a weird line to start with. Like it it is a line that probably should have been changed. Yeah. So like, is it is this one of those mo- another one of those moments where it's like we look at it as the product of its time? Because yeah. it it is it is that, and then it also has kind of a, a more ahead of its time portion of that in terms of Misty saying you know gender shouldn't matter, which is true. Because like. Yeah, the Pokedex uses a term to describe Staryu that these days we definitely wouldn't use to describe people. Yeah, it's a it's a very it's dated, a dated term. term. Um, but at the time, 
it was more accepted in on mass. But if it was made today, they definitely would not use that term. Yeah, they, they would, would scrub they would change that. it. Um, but yes, this is this is what we're calling the jelly donut effect. Is um, things that were changed from the Japanese to the English localization. And it's based on the fact that later in the series, we'll see when they're eating rice balls, they refer to them as jelly donuts. Yeah. Rice balls, onigiri in Japan, calling mm-hmm. them jelly donuts. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to rank this though. Cause I, it's not like I like either line. I don't like the English or the Japanese line or, yeah. or find either funny. So I, I don't know. Yeah. As I, for an effect, it is a good example of, mm-hmm. of one, though. So if I we just rank it on, it, yeah, if we, if we rate it on, okay, did it was the jelly donut effect present to give us a good discussion? I'd say it was. So like a yes. seven. But then the jelly donut effect also takes something a little iffy and changes it into something again a little iffy. So I think that I think we can knock it down maybe two to like a five. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then average those together. Water Flowers of Cerulean City receives a 5.5. One of the better performing episodes we've seen so 5. far. 5.5. Ha! 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 So cool. And All that right. is episode 7. Episode 8. Path to the Pokemon League. So we're heading off to Vermilion City next. So we've got this idea that, okay, these... Uh, to go around the Pokemon League, get these badges, there's like preferred routes, that sort of thing. Now, the the route between Cerulean and Vermilion um, apparently has a lot of trainers on it. That's sort of a, something they establish. Yeah, so Ash doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> he doesn't remember. It's just typical. All he all he knows is that he's, he's beating kids up and mm-hmm. flexing his two badges that he got on Technicalities. Oh, big man. Two mm-hmm. badges. Two badges. Tough boy. Yeah, and we get a burn from uh, Brock and Misty. They say he's getting a big head, but his brain's still the same size. Wah, wah. Ooh. He, he's very cocky here. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh he's my god, very... I'm the best. He's... We see him beating a Rattata, mm-hmm. and he and this is apparently his 10th victory. He's like, oh yeah, I'm so good. Good job, Ash. We're all proud of you. Yes. Yeah. And they tell him about AJ, who has this this gym around these parts. Yeah, who built his own gym. Mm-hmm. He's and then the we meet best. AJ, who is some Dragon Ball looking ass. <laughs> yeah, he's got this like this big uh, Yu Gi Oh green hairdo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's more like Sasuke from Naruto, but it, it's. Uh, he could almost be a, a, a character in Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, he's got that <laughs> sort of big hair. Shadow's long-lost brother. Mm-hmm. And he also wields a fucking whip. And he has this really hokey accent. So, mm-hmm. th- we had hokey accents in the last episode with the Cerulean sisters. And now we've got... He, he has this... Uh, what even kind of accent is this? Like, it's Southern, but I don't know if that is a real Southern accent. Yeah, I've got no idea how to classify that. He's like, did you buy all those badges? <laughs> did you buy them? <laughs> those are some loser gym trainers you beat. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's weird. <laughs> and then Brock and Misty hear that remark and they get Oh, they're pissed. <laughs> they are pissed. We're not losers. You're a loser. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And Ash claims that I have 10 wins and two Pokemon badges. And we get a funny little gag of his nose growing like Pinocchio. Right. Which I thought was was cute. Well, yeah, this is kind of the ego still coming out. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> And he's he's met someone who's cockier than himself. Like, H is also cocky. But in a different way. In a different way, we'll, we'll reveal. And, and so they're getting into a fight here. Uh, we get re- uh, introduced to Sandshrew, the ground type. And Ash is still so dumb and cocky. Too mm-hmm. bad Sandshrew can't fly. And then yeah. Sandshrew's doing like a like a Sonic the Hedgehog spin ball in the air. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it turns out this Sandshrew can fucking fly. Yeah, he's like homing in on him. Yeah. <laughs> and so Pidgeotto is just out of the battle. One hit, one or two hits, it's bad. Butterfree's out next, and then one hit takes out Butterfree. It's it's just yeah. He tries using bad. stun spore. Too bad there isn't a hose lying mm-hmm. around so he can yeah. wash that off. But uh, yeah, AJ takes him out. Not so free anymore, buddy boy. No. <laughs> and we cut back to Team Rocket. They're spying. That's all we no. see of them again. We get and a lot like, of that's that's Andrew. We want that Andrew. Mm-hmm. And they they start hating on AJ's clothes though. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, how he dresses! Can you believe it? For good reason. <laughs> yeah. So Ash is lost. He's having a meltdown because he's a child and can't yeah, handle I, losing. I I liked this part though. Because now we're we're getting introduced to some big... This episode is pure filler, but it actually has some big themes around it. Uh, and I think it's about our relationship as a society between merit, what we perceive as earned merit, both as part of these established systems and kind of merit on their own. Ash is upset because he's the one with the badges. So in his head, he should be... He should have won. He's saying, mm-hmm. I have some social indicator that I'm better than you. How could I lose? So it's this this uh, uh, tension between social merit, like the merit of the society, and actual aptitude. Mm-hmm. So have you? Uh, I've got a few references that I want to tie that into. So my anime uh, illusion, have you heard of the anime, very, very popular anime, One Punch Man? Yes. Yes, One Punch Man. Okay. Uh, I used to not really like One Punch Man, but then I read all the manga, and it's actually brilliant because it comes off as this silly uh, gag sort of show where it's about a guy who can defeat anyone in one punch. But what it's actually about is the tension in the society between uh, how the society rewards heroes who it, it thinks are good and then how it would... How that system would perceive people who are not part of that system, but actually very strong. So Saitama, the one punch man who can defeat anyone in one punch, is not part of any accredited system. They have a big system in this world where they uh, rank heroes. So there's C rank, B rank, A rank, S rank. S rank are the greatest heroes ever. And at the start, Saitama is given like a really bad ranking because he just doesn't fit into their system. They can't perceive that there would be someone not in their system who would actually be as strong as him. So it's this constant tension between no one in the world perceives him as a great hero, but he's actually the greatest hero. Mm. And I that that's what I first started thinking about in Ash's reaction here is sometimes we buy into these social constructs so much that we get blinded to... Uh, people that don't fit into it 
There's also a, a great uh, classic novel called The Stranger or The Outsider, depending how it's translated, by Albert uh, Camus. I, I, I think his last name might be pronounced Camus or something like that because it's French. Um, but it's all it's all about a man who's on trial for a murder. And instead of uh, in the trial, instead of investigating, talking about actual evidence, things around the murder, people are just uh, probing at the man himself. So they're talking about how people saw him at his mother's funeral and he didn't seem sad. Things like that. They're probing him about how does he fit into the society, into the expectations of a society, and not paying attention to what actually happened. So those are my literary comparisons for this episode. <laughs> yeah, you're avoiding my wrath this time. Hey, trying to do my job. What do there you, you think? There you go. There you what go. Do you think? Well done. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. All I do, all I do in life is to get uh, a well done. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this theme, though, takes a swerve fast, though, and it gets a l- I get a little bit confused on how to think about this morally. So we we hear AJ screaming at his Pokemon. And go and and they walk into his gym, and it's like this twisted, demented circus where mm-hmm. there's like giant hamster wheels, and he's like, it Rings almost of looks fire. Like, yeah, and it almost looks like he's torturing these Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's slightly fucked. <laughs> um. Slightly fucked. Great take. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of this scene? It's. See, it's interesting because it's definitely supposed to show us at the start that AJ is mistreating his Pokemon. Right. But then as the episode continues, we learn that the Pokemon like, are loyal to him and are enjoying this training. But yeah, is that it, like they actually do it or does are they having some okay? Stockholm Syndrome? Right. I don't know. It's a weird swerve because the theme mm-hmm. at the end is sort of that, oh, you shouldn't judge from the outside because there's different ways to, to do things. Yeah. Um, but, like, we just, we don't know. Like, uh, is Ash sort of a, a not a trustworthy uh, perspective? And he sees them as being tortured because he wants to think his way of training is better. Mm-hmm. That's not actually what's happening. Or... Is he actually abusing his Pokemon? And like you said, it's some sort of Stockholm Syndrome. The Pokemon don't really have the autonomy to do anything else. I, I don't know how to take this morally. Yeah, me neither. And, and, and it sort of shifts away from some of the themes that I was first talking about. Because I don't know if AJ is actually... if if a, Like it almost... I, I said it makes us reflect on if the social constructs that we sort of... Uh, uh, look towards to evaluate merit are, are valuable when there can be people outside of that who are very good at things. But then it's like, this is absolutely why we need these constructs is to regulate, is to avoid uh, abuse, is to avoid people leaning into that system so hard that they say mistreat their Pokemon or take advantage of people. And so I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. It's uncomfortable, actually. So many, so many moral and social issues in this episode. In a filler episode, <laughs> not even, not even just like this episode, like this, this podcast episode. Like, oh my god. Oh, it's oh, a tough one. There's so many, so <laughs> much. Racking our brains. 
And I want a blanket statement. Like, if we ever say anything that's not, like, totally kosher, don't, like, just let us learn. We want to learn. Cancel us. Bring no. it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. It's absolutely. such a volatile, it's, there's a lot of volatility online oh, yeah. these days. And I, there is I a don't. a lot of volatility mob justice yeah yeah. i think it's more important to let people learn rather than just immediately tell them that they're a bad person but yeah people want to put other people in a boxes similar Mm -hmm. to how ash wants to see the world just based in badges exactly wow my comparisons to bring it back I, I really I really over am overcorrecting from last week. <laughs> I'm nothing but com- comparative analysis. Oh, this is a weird episode. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful one. Yeah, and they're okay. So let's get back into the plot. They're swerving right away from AJ being abusive to oh, but he actually like feeds them really well mm-hmm. and has They've all, all got this, their like, own special blends. Yeah, he's got it down to a science. Ah, bizarre. Yeah, and then so, see Pikachu can't lift a dumbbell, which is a very, very cute moment. Yeah, and there's some sort of uh, joke here about, I said pacing, not passing. And then, I said padding. No, I said passing. It's, pacing. Like, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's, just from what I saw on Bubblepedia, it's something, of there's some pun in Japanese about it. Yeah, there's a it. pun that only works in Japanese. Yeah. It's similar to the cow one, back with Cowder pee in a previous episode. So, jelly donut time. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Because it doesn't lot. work in English. You're like, no. what? You're like, what? What? There's a, why is there a pillow now? This makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, this makes no <laughs> So Team Rocket, though. They're back. Yeah. Uh, Meowth wants to do a sing and dance. Meowth. For, for their motto. Some Meowth. That's, that's his pun on music. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse and James threatened to murder him. Oh, My, brutal. You know what they say? Choreography killed the cat. so he cut back aj is now sounding abusive again you wimps got a 15 minute break Mm -hmm. no pay no gain in my place Mm -hmm. it's weird but then we get a really cute moment between pikachu and sandshrew where they're kind of just like hanging out and, and then they both like get turned into like okay pikachu accidentally touches those like uh enforcer things that are like the strength enforcer things that mm-hmm. are like binding them and he gets pulled into a ball and Sandshrew's like yeah i can i can actually turn it into a ball <laughs> that's <laughs> and my this thing is the time when team rocket shows up and they're looking for pikachu and for some reason they think the Sandshrew's pikachu because they're both curled into balls and they take the Sandshrew. and so they get out with the Sandshrew, and they're like oh my god we did it and then they find out, no, it was the Sandshrew. And Sandshrew immediately escapes because it's a very, very strong Sandshrew. Yeah, it's it's like the best Pokemon we've seen so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Astra has one of the one of those hero moments where he tries to start an uprising against AJ and tell all <laughs> his Pokemon, you can come with me. If you're coming with me, raise your hand. And all the Pokemon <laughs> are just don't like, budge no, at all. no, we're not coming with you. It's another one of those moments like, do they actually like AJ or is it Stalka? Who the fuck knows at this point? Yeah, it's it's weird because it, Ash is going full in on this idea that, well, Sandshrew ran away because you're an asshole, AJ. And But AJ's Pokemon are like, no, this is our life. We like it. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to take this again. It This is the kind of thing that the show is just being like, don't judge other people. But AJ might actually be committing a crime here. 
Yeah. This is this is what we're not sure of. He might actually be abusing these Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, when you think about it, wouldn't wouldn't a Pokemon battle also be abused by our standards? Oh yeah, that's by a good our point. societal standards. That's a good point. That the I mean, it's, it's actual legal. premise is strange. Yeah. It's legal cockfighting. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Regulated child ran cockfighting. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that the Pokemon don't die, they faint. So the whole moral fabric of the society would seem twisted to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's then, why it's so tough to evaluate. Yeah. And Team Rocket's back again. We get the full motto for the very first time. We mm. go from prepare for trouble all the way to Meowth, that's right. You're going to get mad at me, but I completely blank out during these now. I yeah, find them so boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same 40 it's the same seconds thing every, every time. Yeah. It's funny when they get interrupted, but when they go through the whole thing, ugh. Yeah, it's brutal. boring. Yeah. And then when James Ten Sounds is coughing, his voice changes. He has a new voice actor from there. Yeah, I read that. They, yeah. they got a different voice actor now. The original one wanted to pursue theater or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it does come back later to voice Giovanni. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. changing voice actors isn't like the weird thing. The weird thing is changing voice actors mid episode. <laughs> mid episode. That's yeah, that is strange. Weird. Yeah. Like, like imagine, imagine the office of instead of Michael Scott just leaving, they just swapped Steve Carell for like um, Paul Rudd. Like mid episode, <laughs> that that specific switch <laughs> sounds hilarious. If it was just suddenly Paul Rudd in the role and they're like acting like nothing's different, that'd be really funny. Oh, it's a good uh, April Fool's episode idea though for a uh, for a show. Well, there is that uh, one that um, there's that. Speaking of The Office, there's that bit where. Uh, it's one of Jim's pranks on Dwight where he swaps in uh, like his friend who's an actor mm-hmm. and it's actually a uh, Randall Park, the actor. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and he tries to convince, convince Dwight that Jim's been Asian the whole time. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great scene. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Props on you for not seeing race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Sanchu crushes both the Ekans and the coughing, just knocks it out, and we get two good puns from Meowth, because Jesse and James tell him to stop just standing around, and he says, oh, he's been biting my time, and then goes for the bite he breaks his teeth. on the Sanchu. Breaks his teeth, and he says, oh, the moment of tooth! <laughs> yeah, and then Sanchu is like... I saw Superman on TV last night where Lex Luthor bombs the San Andreas Fault and splits the Earth in half. And I'm going to try to do the same thing! (laughs) (laughs) Sanchu just splits Splits the Earth clean in twain. Yeah. (laughs) I love this Sanchu. He's a giga-chad. He he, is insane. I want a spin-off. Not with AJ, just with the Sanchu. Just the Sanchu? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Sanchu Commando. AJ gets his 100th victory, and now that he's gotten 100 victories in a row, he's off to get some badges. Yeah, and AJ and Ash are suddenly kind of friends. Like, And this is a shounen trope, too, is that there's an antagonist who's brought in, they have some kind of conflict, and then for some reason, now they're sort of like friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's move on. Okay. And we'll see that in the next episode, too. It's... 
Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. But that is episode eight. Yeah, P-P-P-P-O-R. Time. <laughs> and our first category for episode eight, the path to the Pokemon League, is the power of friendship. Okay, yeah. Okay, so power of friendship moments. Um, Wow. This, this is actually a really tough one for mm-hmm. this. Because one of the points of conflict is Ash seeing all of Pokemon training as friendship and uh, AJ seeing it as something a lot more rigid. Um, so that's a core thing of conflict. There isn't an explicit we triumphed with the power of friendship moment, though. No, but we do get backstory of, uh, you know, Sandshrew was the first Pokemon AJ caught and they have this dream together to become right. the strongest Pokemon and trainer in the world. And so I'm leaning towards are... the seven, because you're right that there are that's a good one. It isn't an explicit power friendship mm-hmm. moment. But I um, was thinking six, but I'll, I'll lean to six. I'll lean okay. to six. Yeah. Let's do six. Okay. Alright. And the second category will be Antagonist likability. So who would the antagonist be? Would it be AJ? Yeah, I think we'll, I think it's AJ. I think that's a very low one then. I think like three. <laughs> I didn't like him. No, I don't like him either. I liked Sandshrew a lot. And mm-hmm. I liked I didn't like AJ. I, and I, I it's the theme of the episode has left me so conflicted too. Like it's not yeah. clean. It's actually a very messy exploration of something which uh, is could be nuanced, but it's not. So, yeah, a two. And that hokey yeah. accent, like, it's so... It's mm-hmm. it's really silly, but not quite silly enough to be funny. Yeah. So you say two, I say three, so 2.5. And with six, let me pull out my calculator, because there's a decimal. <laughs> and that is yeah. far too much for me to do in my head. Average of 4.25. All right. For the Path of the Pokemon League. Fun stuff. And that's episode eight. One more to go. One more to go. We're getting through this. Yeah, the triple decker. Oh, baby, a triple. Episode nine, the school of hard knocks. So we open. It begins. Yeah, Misty and Asher arguing, of course. It's a fun little and... animation sequence. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, of their argument. Yeah. All right, dive into that. Well, it's it's done in a very different style than the rest of the anime, the rest of the episode. It's they, They're in this like black and white kind of outline-ish thing and it's over top of them all walking down the road and Misty makes like a my name might be Misty but I'm clear about this and like her her she starts flashing like clear and stuff I think it's just a fun little animation mm-hmm. and yeah, then Brock, Brock, Brock says Brock we're gonna be late <laughs> we gotta start the show yeah, that was a fourth wall break right? yep, yep absolutely <laughs> that's not common is it? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, this is the first one we've seen, and we're, we're nine episodes in. Yeah, he's like, come on, kids. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> Let's go. this thing going. <laughs> yeah, and Brock is pretty funny in this episode. Oh, actually, I take that back. Brock's funny <laughs> at the start, and then he's he's despicable. But, save, um, yeah, he's, he's funny safe for, like, uh, one real rough line. Really rough line. But the start is funny because he's like, 
Okay, he's going to start, like, cooking for them and stuff. And he starts pulling out, like, like a French press for coffee. And then he's got, like, a tea set. And he's mm-hmm. going to make French crepes. <laughs> and Misty loves French stuff that's so romantic. And then Brock's, like, like mixing crepe batter. <laughs> like, it's so over the top. And he's got all this stuff, like, in his backpack. Yeah. It's interesting to know because, like, he wants to make coffee. But he flat out says that Ash and Misty are too young for coffee. So... There's an age yeah. difference there that we still don't, we haven't gotten concretely in the in the show what the age right. difference is. We just know Brock is at least a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Well, there's yeah. a Japanese line that sort of implies that Brock is 18 and yes. that they're 10. And we'll get to that when we get to that line. I'll, I'll bring them. up a little more about yeah. that when we get there because it is gross. But um, there is a little more a little more to that. Ash is out looking for firewood now. Yeah, so that's the MacGuffin that kicks off this episode, is that they need to find firewood so Brock can make crepes. Yeah. Um, I was like... <laughs> that's the plot driver. The crepes. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I had this moment where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I'm going to go try to research comparative literature for that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> what, what comparison did you find for French crepes? Oh, nothing. Not for the MacGuffin. I I fail. I do have ideas about the school, which we'll get to. And this is where where the MacGuffin doesn't even matter. Because because now what's kicked off and what's the conflict of the episode is that there's a bunch of mist around. And Ash walks in and and sees this really weird school hazing ritual. There's all these dudes. Like a cult. There's all these dudes and these like preppy outfits holding candles holding candles and one guy's on a treadmill and they're quizzing him about pokemon while he's on the the treadmill yeah yeah it's strange misty shows up and they they kind of get into a bit of an argument with these these prep school people and and we've heard the phrase now pokemon tech school they're Mm -hmm. they're at some pokemon tech school um it seems like they're gonna get into a brawl but then they're just like, no, we don't fight. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, so Misty offers at, to help Ash fight off these hooligans. Yeah. And he turns down the help. And so she says, you know, okay, I'll just help you. Uh, I'll just drag your corpse back afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> these hard. kids might kill you. <laughs> If you don't accept my help. So now Brock's then, here now. He left yeah. their camp campsite for some reason uh and we learned the po- kids are from the pokemon technical institute which is a boarding school meant to put kids into league participation without having to go earn badges yeah so you can get into this you can basically get into the league without doing the dirty work i guess so they've got these different um they've got these different levels so you can be a beginner uh and that's equivalent to two badges uh, getting through the kind of the beginner course intermediate is four badges and then there's some other that's six badges so basically you excel at the school you can just kind of skip the other stuff and they make some lines about okay this is like a snobby school for rich people so they they've sort of introduced a bit of a pay to win mechanic <laughs> in the society <laughs> i think it's a biting commentary on the fact that you know there's no replacement for actual experience you can read yeah. all you want but if you, if you can't apply those skills then what good are you 
It's a biting commentary on how a lot of society is not a level playing field. Because mm-hmm. like these these people have a totally different viewpoint of you know what it means to be a great Pokemon trainer, um, and apparently it's just because of money. Yeah, I mean we'll see it later with the simulation that they use. Like the kid can can crank out the simulation all he wants, but when it comes to actually battling, he can't. It's worthless. Right, and that's where the show sort of pivots from, oh yeah, and by the way, it's not actually that big of a deal, because the, mm-hmm. the people who get their, their hands dirty, they're way better anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the show has a way of starting to set up something kind of meaningful, starting to say something meaningful, and then copping out of the message. <laughs> Yeah, and so when we're talking about what the school is, I, there's a fun little sequence going on in the on the bottom of the screen, basically with the Pikachu and the treadmill. Oh yeah, he 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 accidentally turns on the treadmill and he starts running, and Brock accidentally speeds it up, and Pikachu falls off the treadmill and he gets frustrated with it and kicks it and it hurts his foot. It's very very cute se- sequence. There, yeah, there's a couple. There's one other cute pikachu moment in this episode we'll get to later Mm -hmm. Um, but good good cute pikachu moments episode yeah and we learned that levels are in fact canonical in the anime because joe starts talking about what what level pidgey evolves what learn what level it learns its moves at so levels are a canonical thing yeah that and that's a big deal in this episode actually the Mm -hmm. different yeah levels and we see the fog was a, a thing created by the school. They were talking about fog battles, battling in fog, and tomorrow they're going to do snow strategies, battling in snow, which is interesting because those are weather effects we'll see later in the series that weather was not a thing in Generation 1. So this is kind of a foreshadowing to future generations. It's also just a flex on the school's budget again. Mm-hmm. That's like they have the they have like weather manipulation. Yeah. It's like very over the top. It's interesting. <laughs> and so we learned that there's all this mistreatment kind of going on in this school and one person yeah, is lots behind of bullying. it. Lots one of person bullying. is behind it. It's one girl, her name is Giselle, mm-hmm. and the guys all let it happen because they just think she's really hot. Yeah, and this stuff is so weird and, and <laughs> kind of gross. Well, they're all and kids. Like except for Brock. Like, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> yeah, okay, so so he pulls up the picture and Brock looks at it and he says, oh, she can violate violate my rights anytime. Yeah, Ash goes, Ash goes, this is a violation of student rights. And, she, and Brock goes, she can violate my rights if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, he doesn't say if you know what I mean, but he yeah. might as well have. <laughs> so this line was cut from the W, the kid's WB edit. Good. It interesting. Um, but I wanted to do a little a little research here just to see on what level of gross this is. And it's grosser. It it's gets grosser. <laughs> actually, I think it gets less gross because according to Brock's original character sheet when the anime was starting, he is 15, not 18. Oh, okay. So he's not like 20 and being disgusting. Um, but it is still a little, it is still gross, but it's not as gross. So apparently in the original Japanese, though, he says... I'll look forward to her in eight years. Yeah, and that's what's weird. Because he is 15. And, like, these character sheets are the original Japanese ones. And so, he's 15 in Japan, too. Uh, Maybe there's some sort of thing about dating when you're 18 or something. I don't know. Or, you know, just, like, dating a 10-year-old when you're 15 is also just really, really weird. 
It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. It's weird. All the guys are losing it over this girl, yeah. too. <laughs> and then it, it quickly becomes with her, like, uh, a beauty is in skin deep kind of thing. Or beauty is skin deep kind of thing. Because she's actually, like, kind of a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not a very nice person. Garbage. Yeah. And then Team Rocket. We see Team Rocket again. We learned that they were once students at the school, and they got the lowest scores in history. That might explain a lot. They've gone through some trauma, because this school is like a, a, a place full of bullying. It's like a psychological warfare sort of school. Yeah, but they got the lowest scores in history, so they that, that's why they're in the life of crime. They flunk down. They, <laughs> they're dropouts. Yeah, that's yeah. slippery slope, kids. Why was Meowth wearing a trench coat while he was t- telling this <laughs> Who story? Who knows? That's just, I didn't get that illusion. It's just Meowth being Meowth, I think. Oh, wear a trench coat to tell this story. Yeah, it's weird. So Ash is still flexing his two badge, two badges. Um, and we see that the school has the simulator, which is a very cute touch because it looks just like the games. It's it's literally just the Pokemon game. Yeah. They're like they're like, we went down to the store, we went down to Walmart, we bought Pokemon Red, we got it here. <laughs> <laughs> and so Misty challenges the kid to a battle to to try and show him that, you know, simulation is different from from real life. And the kid yeah, thinks he's yeah. gonna win because his weeping bell is a grass type, which is strong against Misty's Starmie's water type. But Misty knocks out the weeping bell in one hit. Right. With a water move, which is supposed to be and resisted. How could this possibly And it's happen? all because of levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently the Staryu is higher leveled. Mm-hmm. And so we find, we meet Giselle for the first time. The guys all fall over her, but she is awful. Yeah, she's, she's definitely the ringleader of the bullying. She's very annoying, too. Like, really preaching this message of, like, okay, we're the best. Everyone else sucks. Um, yeah, and so it's, it's not a very deep message, but it is this, like, okay, beauty's only skin deep kind of thing. She says she's blessed with humility as well as beauty, <laughs> but she's just full of it. And, uh, and she's got a graveler so strong that it can beat a water type. Yeah, the thing is overleveled, must be. It's like level mm-hmm. 60 or something. What's going on? Yeah, so they've they've done that thing again about teaching us mechanics. Uh, I guess through the story, we've we've been exposed more and more to type matchups, and they're like, this episode is kind of like, oh, by the way, types aren't the only thing that matters. And so this is kind of true, right? Like you could have a graveler so strong it could just beat a water type, right? Yeah, I mean, any Pokemon can beat any Pokemon if it's strong enough. Hmm. Theoretically. Like, a, an earthquake from a, a Graveler will kill a Starmie if you're... Even at the same level, because water doesn't... It's not like water resists ground. Right. But Starmie's usually going to win because it's just way faster. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it there is there is precedent for a Graveler being able to take out a Starmie. It's not some kind of sacrilege thing that I yeah, so, like to so point out. Yeah, so that's the kind of mechanic that it's, that it's taught mm-hmm. here. Well, it's been two months since Ash yeah. turned 10. I had that written down, too. Giselle <laughs> asks Ash how long he's been a trainer, and he says two months. So we actually get a, a concrete timestamp, and I think we should keep track of these. So it's been two months since the start of the start of the show. and I'm, ass- I'm assuming at some point, though, 
any sort of timeline gets thrown out the window. Probably, right? but... Like with a thousand episodes? In terms of, like, canonical, yes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still it would still be fun to try and keep track of how old Ash technically should be at any given time. <laughs> because yeah, so he's always ten. Two months. But it's been right. two months now, so when's it going to be ten months from, yeah. from this point? Exactly. So Giselle starts just spouting numbers out oh, yeah. at at Ash and the gang talking about, you know, this, this Pokemon is like this, so it should be like this and this and this and this and this. And it's absolutely fucking unbearable. <laughs> yeah, it's very pretentious. She's saying that Ash should have six Pokemon by now, at least level 25. Where's your Pikachu at? Mm-hmm. Can't even control your Pikachu. Why would you pick a Pikachu? Pikachu are notoriously, you know, they don't listen. They do their own thing. Why would you pick a Pikachu, you dumb piece of crap? <laughs> <laughs> and then she does the rich girl laugh. So this is a, an anime video game cliche. Um, I, I don't know if this is like a Western media thing, but it immediately uh, made me think of in Street Fighter. There's a character named uh, Karen who does this rich girl laugh and it's so over the top and hilarious. And, and this is the same one. They kind of like turn their head and put their hand in front of their mouth and go, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> it's like a big laugh like that. <laughs> I loved it. Is that a so, great, great impression? So great impression. Yeah, I can't do it. But And so to prove how good she is, she sends out her Cubone to fight Ash and Ash Sends out his Pikachu because his pride has been hurt. He needs to beat this and thing with Pikachu. This is the cute Pikachu moment. This is yeah. awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Walk us through that. What is the cute Pikachu Yeah, so Pikachu Cubone moment? uses Leer, which is a debuff, right? Yes. Um, well, and I don't really get what it did in the show, though. It kind of like just like makes Pikachu spin for a second. I don't know. <laughs> but then but then Ash is like, well, why don't you just look at it back? <laughs> so, so Pikachu like stretches out his face. He's like, I'm going to have like a staring contest. And they're like walking at each other having a staring contest, which is a pretty funny twist on, on Lear. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. But before that, Ash commands Pikachu to use shock attack. Not a move. <laughs> Not a move, Ash. You're thinking of Thundershock. Yeah, he doesn't care. Oh, my God. He's so bad. He's so dumb. <laughs> so they have this staring contest. And then Cubone just, she just I'll tell Cubone to use Bone Club. And she just he just whacks Pikachu with the bone, which I yeah, thought was funny. Yeah, and Ash thinks that that should be like illegal. <laughs> They're like, no, it's a legal move. <laughs> you can throw your bone. Yeah, because he uses Bone Meringue, which is which is the the Cubone signature attack. And Ash thinks it's bullshit, and she says right. the Bone Meringue is a move move authorized by the league. So there are authorized moves, and there must be non authorized moves. Mm-hmm. interestingly enough interesting and one of those non-authorized moves i feel like should be what pikachu does next because it just takes cubone's skull and flips it around <laughs> yeah just blinds cubone <laughs> and then starts like scratching at the cubone and biting at cubone and the bone meringue the cubone threw earlier comes back whaps cubone in the face cubone's out pikachu's won somehow yeah, and Pikachu is so off the books. And and Ash, too. Like, I don't really get why this battle makes Ash a, remotely a good trainer. Because um, if you if you look down, if you kind of boil it down to what are Ash's moves, what are the decisions he makes in this, his exact line is, 
give it everything you've got, Pikachu. That's his contribution. Mm -hmm. And then Pikachu just, yeah, goes like animal mode, starts scratching and flipping out. And, uh, okay. (laughs) Give it everything you've got, Pikachu. Mm -hmm. And then Team Rocket comes back and they're going to steal all the Pokemon. But they get foiled immediately. Probably the fastest foil. Oh, yeah. This is such a waste of my time. It was kind of funny. The kids just all show up and and they don't even throw out their Pokemon. They (laughs) They just just throw Pokeballs. They hit them with their Pokeballs. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting because we get a line that that, uh, we've talked about before when when they all try to fight Team Rocket and they're like, "But, but one against one is the rule. And then Giselle go, bad guys don't play by the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad guys don't play by the rules. Which is something we've talked about, because they haven't been playing by the rules. So why why are they trying to enforce them? And they're 100% typecast now. It's mm-hmm. like everyone in this world seems to recognize that Team Rocket, oh, they're bad guys. So you can do whatever you want to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like laws go up. All rules go out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... We end the episode. Joe is going to go back home. Him and Giselle are friends now. Aw, it's adorable. How cute. Adorable. Ash and Misty can't be like that, though, because he still owes her a bike. <laughs> and that's <laughs> how it ends. You might be like that. Will you owe me a bike? Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. That he'll never give back. Oh, my goodness. And that's the episode. Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> it was a fine episode. Yeah, for themes, it's, I mean, it's really just this this boarding school full of bullying, and that's definitely a thing. Like, I think there's, like, mm-hmm. a George Orwell, it wasn't a book, it was, like, an essay or something that kind of about his um, experiences in British boarding schools. Uh, it reminds me of Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall. It's about, like, kind of the trauma that this sort of setting can almost cause to you. Uh, there's a book I read by Kazuo Ishiguro called uh, Never Let Me Go that's about boarding schools, but it has a really weird, dark twist where they're all being... uh, I don't want to spoil it because it's a pretty good book for those of you who want to read it, and it's not that old. Um, But it's got this dark twist where the the kids aren't just there to learn. They're there for for some other dark reason. But uh, it really gets into the psychology of bullying and making alliances in these settings and yeah it's it's pretty twisted stuff Hmm. i I think i think that there is actually a really dark psychological slant to this episode as was the last one that uh is not is not dealt with with any nuance it's Hmm. not they don't dive into it at all but an interesting through line i guess it's a good Mm -hmm. thing we did three episodes today yeah these episodes are really moral confusion Mm mm-hmm yeah, I don't. I'm, Butterfree used one. moral confusion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's write this one. Yeah. Category one. Category is one that? is Ash Moron moments. Oh God, there's um, too many to count. <laughs> yeah, in this episode specifically. Well, though, he's flexing his badges like oh, an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's something. His contributions to the match are dumb. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, but other than that, look, give him a funny face back. <laughs> <laughs> but that was funny. <laughs> I think Misty does has the most contribution to uh, mm-hmm. the plot of this episode. So mm-hmm. not a ton of Ash being a moron, but I think 
I think. But there's still a couple of good ones. There's still like, a couple I, of good ones. I give it. I give it an eight. An eight? You know that high? Really? I was thinking I think six. That, I think. Okay. So uh, I think we can seven, go seven. Yeah. We can go seven. seven. Yeah. All right. And category number two is the plot. Ooh. Two. Um. Really that low? I thought you would be even lower. No, I. I kind of like it in a way. I I don't know. I also kind of hate it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the beginning is so poorly set up. But I, I do think this idea of like a classist school, I think there is a lot of opportunity there. Um, and it, you know, makes you think a bit. So I I, I actually want to go as high as a six. A because six? I, I don't mind the setting. Yeah, I kind of like the setting. And I think it's... I just don't think they deliver on it enough. Hmm. But. Interesting. All right. Well, we can average that down to a four. Yeah. And that's fine. What, what was the other thing that we we said? What was our other our other number? Uh, for Ashmora moments. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went as high as an eight. And I so said six. Seven. So seven. So, so seven, seven and four. Five point five. Yeah. Five point five for this episode. I think that's the same as the first episode we covered today. Interesting. But in a different. I mean, that's uh, funny because, like, did I like this episode? Not really. Yeah, <laughs> but it was I didn't. Fine. I didn't hate it. I, I didn't dislike. Yet. I haven't actively disliked an episode yet. No, so. I'd say at worst, this show can be kind of boring because, like, it's heavy on repetition. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> when it's you like we're back to the same stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You said last week, like, you didn't really care for the episodes because you're starting. They're starting to get into this repetitive thing, and I thought. Man, if you think they're repetitive now, oh, you're in for a fucking <laughs> ride. Oh boy, oh boy. Or it's going to be a long 10 years of watching Pokemon. Well, I think that's okay, because I think what we'll do is pull out the parts that are more different or interesting, everyone. Just like mm-hmm. weird lines. So it's kind of what we've been doing already. Yeah. Some of the really repetitive stuff, like Team Rocket, you're just like... Yeah, they okay. were here. They're gone. <laughs> they were here. They're gone. Especially in, in episodes like joke. this, where they really have no impact on anything oh they they force team rocket into every episode mm-hmm. like force it shoehorned yeah. well those are the episodes we're covering today that's it yeah tell us what's gonna happen next week what episodes are we doing uh next week we are covering another three episodes we'll be taking a look at episodes 10 11 and 12 bulbasaur in the hidden village charmander the stray pokemon and here comes the squirtle squad and just from those titles alone you can probably guess why we're doing all three of those in one episode. Yeah, these are bangers. These are we're all the starters. The, the elements. We're going to the starters. Fire, then we'll, water, then we'll be back. grass. Then we'll be back to uh, two episodes for uh, for a little bit. I'm looking forward to, to these next episodes. Oh, I think these, these are going to be good fun. ones. Because these, these ones have be some real impact. These are some really, like, there's some, there's some major events that go on in these episodes. And memorable. Like, I think that these are the episodes that actually people typically remember from their childhood when they think back mm-hmm. are, are the next three. Not, they're really not the two that we just <laughs> reviewed. Nobody remembers AJ. Nobody remembers Giselle. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> they just don't. Yeah, these were the first two real, real filler episodes. Real fillers, yeah. But the next, I think the next while is actually pretty solid on terms pretty of. Pretty strong. Pretty yeah, strong so in terms forward, of what goes on. Yeah. Looking forward to that. So, reminder, you can find us on YouTube. We're on uh, most of the major podcast platforms Let's now. rat them off. Spotify, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher. Uh, gotta catch them all. Gotta, gotta catch, catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. 
Like I said, we said that. Um, There's a couple others, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, so please uh, rate us on those platforms. Review us really helps out. Um, if you set your uh, if you're using Spotify, set Amazon your episodes to download, auto download. Oh yeah, Amazon as well. So wherever you can find fine podcast, con- podcasts, wherever you wherever listen to you your download. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we'll be back next week with another three episodes. Woo! Yeah, and uh, comments are welcome uh, on YouTube, and you can also reach out to us at uh, tequiladelibird at gmail.com. Like, comment, share, like, follow, subscribe, and like. (laughs) Hit that button. Oh, yeah. All right. See ya. Bye. We needed, like, an outro song.